to Magic Arena Drafting Club. I'm Jeff Cleave. With me always is Sean. How are you doing, Sean? I am doing good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. Thank you. I've been outside a lot. It's springtime. Uh, I'm a Minnesotan and I love the springtime. Did you plant any tomatoes? I did. I didn't plant them today. I'm done planting the vegetables now. Now I'm in the process of moving around a couple plants before they get too big, because now is the perfect time to move plants in Minnesota. I, my son outed me in the last episode. I'm an avid gardener. I like to spend a lot of my time doing that. So in the spring, I spend quite a bit of time because during the rest of the year, I don't get to as much. Nice. Yeah, we've been gardening a lot too. Uh, tomatoes are in the ground, uh, other plants and vegetables to follow. Mm, nom, 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 nom. Now I'm going to have to eat a bunch of vegetables I'm usually not a huge fan of, but we planted them like we planted beets and turnips and radishes. These are usually not my vegetables, but I got to give them a shot. All right, you ready? I'm going to give you a quick, easy thing for beets that you're going to love. Okay, let's do it. All right, so beets, you're going to take beets and you're going to steam them, but you're going to do it in the oven. Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to get one of your glass Pyrex pans Right? Got one yeah, of those. those. Yep. Or a metal one if you don't have glass. And you're going to put a little bit of oil, water, yeah. in the bottom of it. Yeah. And you're just going to tempo the top. And then you're going to cook it until it's a fork or a knife goes all the way through real easy to the center. Yep. Take it out. Take off the skin. Now, here is the fun part. You're going to take an orange or uh, any type of citrus, but orange works best. And you're going to zest it. And you're Ooh. going to only use the zest and you're going to make uh, either an orange vinaigrette or just use that orange zest on top of your, with a little bit of olive oil and salt. And How just, much zest are we talking about? An entire orange worth of zest? No, no, you don't need that much. You, very little. It's okay. It's a little garnish. A little something, a little flavor. This is a little flavor. Orange goes really good with beets. Sounds really good. Yeah. You'll enjoy I'm that. on board. Okay. So we got a special episode today. It was actually a... Uh, a listener request from the real Cobra Commander. Do you remember G.I. Joe, Sean? I do. I'm a, I was a big fan. My, my neighbor always got the, the good toys, and I never got the good toys. But um, that's Yeah, not, some not of the vehicles and stuff were definitely better than the other ones. Like, there were some really special ones. I knew one kid who had the aircraft carrier, and I think yeah. that was the Grand Poobah. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about it too much. Okay. Yeah, the G.I. So Joe. He, so, yeah, he... Uh, Cobra Con. I, th I think uh, he's an experienced player, but he said maybe do an episode for new players. And I think that's perfect. Yeah, uh, so thank you for for reaching out to us. That's awesome. Sorry, we haven't got a chance to get to it. We've been spontaneity had hit us. 
I thought now would be a perfect time because I'm hearing a lot of talk about how complex Accordia is, not only in standard, but especially limited, one of the most complex sets we've had in a while. So what if I'm a brand new player coming to limited and I want to get in now, but I'm getting in with Accordia. So I'm going to invite a guest to the show in a little bit here, and uh, they have some questions for you because they've never played limited before. But first, before we get to that, Sean, yeah. any uh quick notes on what you've been playing lately or um, any opinions of cards changed in the last couple of days? Have you been playing the humans deck, the cycling deck, the mutate deck? What's been going on with you? I've definitely um, had some really good experiences and some okay ones and some bad ones. Um, um, nothing's really changed too much for me. Um, I still think that white, blue, and, and red seem to be where I, I fall a lot. I feel like black is for whatever reason just difficult to play and not a great color i don't know um i'm struggling with it um even when i think i have really good hands you had said it last episode i think something about even when you have good removal um it doesn't seem to be enough when they're advantaging by card or some other means and that seems to be the, the way that it happens so um i've also started to lean into the themes a little bit more rather than getting split between two themes even though they're good cards and i think that's really helped tune it up and get me a couple more wins here and there i've been doing the same thing i've been trying to lean into themes and especially uh companion themes if i get one pick one pack one i'm pretty much going for it and i'm trying to actually build a companion deck and um they're way better than i thought they were going to be i thought there was only going to be a couple playable and limited and it turns out these things are doing crazy things to constructed formats that not everybody's happy about but right. in limited they're a joy i mean it's fun to pick these things and pretty much all of them are playable and if not playable as your commander definitely playable in your deck yeah this set is extremely really, really good very good very fun very difficult um i also wanted to say that i had an experience that i wanted to talk about quickly briefly before we bring on the guest um and uh today that i it kind of surprised me so anyway i was doing a draft and i was in the middle of it and it was i was having an amazing draft one of my better ones i'm not going to go through the whole thing but um i was in a red blue deck that was ridiculous and um really quick, was it more of the cycling version or more of the spells version or more of the mutate version because that it was a particular combo version. can be any of the three okay it yeah it was hard spells it was very much spell heavy i had very good removal i had the shark I had the, uh, both of them, the one that bounces and the flash rare. Um, yeah. I just, it was really good. A lot of red removal, um, all the cards you want along with it. Um, anyway, make a long story short. Um, I'm in the middle of the draft. I just get past like second pack, sixth pick, that um, rare black blue um, um, dinosaur. What's that? Oh, the... No, the, the, um, not dinosaur. What is he called? Godzilla. Right? Mm. One of the Godzillas. Okay. The, the black one. blue one. Are you talking about the companion? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The companion. The companion. Oh, okay, right. okay. The one where you can only have even cards if you make it your companion. Correct. But it's yes. even, it's just a dope card, right? It's just a great card. Right. You can, you, you, both players put the top four cards and then you can take anything that's even and put it on the board. Ridiculous. Right. So I pick that card, and as soon as I pick that card, my screen goes blank. And I'm like, what? Oh, no. And I'm sitting there for a minute, and then it comes back, and then it says, it's like waiting and waiting. And I'm like, that's been way too long. Like, there's no bar. There's nothing. Oh, I've no. seen that happen once before. I haven't and thought I'm, about this yet. Now with live drafts, this is a thing. Oh, it hurts so bad. I couldn't, I can't even tell you. I, 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 
it hurt like it physically hurt so um <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And so I'm, I'm like, middle of the pack too. You know, I just picked that card. Oh, boy. And I'm looking forward to that um, third pack to really shape my deck. And I know I'm going to get cards that I need in it. It's gonna so be you're back at this point. No. Oh, so no, now no. I'm trying to get back in and I can't get back in. And, I, oh, and, and then it says you need to update. And I'm oh, like, no. you, you got to be kidding me. Something's not right. So I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I update. So it did. It made me update. And then I got back in and I'm... I was at pack three, pick 11, and it had taken all black and white cards. I'm not joking. All black and white cards. And so I, I just put my head down, and I was just walking around my room, so frustrated. And so I go, you know what? I don't generally do this. I'm going to send an email to Magic. I'm so mad right now. Okay. And I, I just, I normally I would have gotten off and said, you know, all these mean things, and I decided, you know, I'm not going to. No, you said normally you wouldn't, but you're known as a letter writer. You often, you constantly would write letters to TV networks talking about how they allow profane things. So true. So I uh, write this email to them, and I'm like, I put, I send it, and I'm like, okay, at least I feel better. I can move on with my day. And, you know, like a half an hour later, I come back and I open up my game to start playing and I'm like over it, you know, I'm going to go back and play. And I look and there's like 10,000 extra gold. And I'm like, what the? Nice. And I go back to my email and they had nice. responded and, and gave me my 10,000 gold. I couldn't believe it. So I'm giving Way to go, Watsi. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Like not only to do it, but to do it that fast. Thank you. I, I can't say I, I, I appreciate the service. That's, that's amazing. Anyway, I'm ready now. All right. Um, I'm going to leave. I don't have two pairs of headphones. First of all, if you hear anything in the background, it's because uh, I have four baby chickens in the room with me. So now you know a little bit about me. Not only do I garden, but we have chickens and we happen to have four babies. So if you hear a tweet tweet in the background, it's just a little couple, four little tweet tweeters, just tweet tweeting around. All right. So, um, Hey, uh, you want to come in here? Yeah. He's on here. You actually brought. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back later, so I'm gonna let him out. Just All right. Okay. You brought somebody from Minnesota. Nice. I didn't even hey. neighbors. Hey, how's it going? Hi. My Hi, I'm. Uh, my name's Eddie Vetter. I'm. Uh, Hi, Eddie. Hi. I want to learn how to play Magic. I, I'm pretty good at games. I played a lot of games in my life. Um, so I think I'm going to be able to catch on to the idea of strategies and whatnot, but okay. I've never played magic. I've played Hearthstone, some Pokemon, some Yu-Gi-Oh! So yeah, I, I just kind of need, and I hear this Aquarius sets, uh, complex. So, Listen. you know, I'm just Eddie Vedder and I want you to Listen, try Eddie, to help me out. Eddie, I gotta yeah. stop you. I gotta ask you a question before we move any further, but it's kind of going to determine whether we can move forward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Eddie, uh, the most one of the most important things about this game is you got to have an even flow so can can you can you say that you do if you if you could tell me that you do then we can maybe continue yeah i think sometimes i have a pretty even so i've made a list of questions for you here okay um i'm i want to play on arena specifically Yes. I specifically want to play on Arena. So I went on, That's I created an account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Limited. I hear it's called Limited. I like those styles where you kind of like get a new set of cards every time. You, yeah. you don't like make your own decks necessarily. Okay. You kind of show up and draft it. 
that That's I right. like that idea. Right. Uh, so, and I also, I heard to buy the $5 intro pack because it's a good deal. So now I have, it looks like enough gems to do a couple of these limited drafts. Okay. So I have a couple of questions. Do, when I do these drafts, do I get to keep my card here? Keep my cards. Uh, Eddie. Yeah. You do. You do get to keep your cards. You get to keep every card that you draft. Every one. Okay. So why don't you just pick all the rares then? Some people do, but um, if you want to be competitive, you will see over time that sometimes that's just not what you want to do. Um, oftentimes it's because they're not in your color. Now there's not just rares, right? I, I, all the card games I play have different rarities and I know there's rares in Magic, but what else is there? What are the other rarities? So there are commons, which yeah, yeah. are the most common thing, of course. There are uncommons, which are silver by denotation. Then there are rare cards, which are gold, which you just asked about. And then there are extremely rare cards, which are called mythic. And they are more of a, uh, what would you call that color, I guess? Orange, orangey red. Maybe like a yellow lead better. <laughs> it's kind of a Pearl Jam color. Okay. Yeah. So, are the rares and the mythics, are we the best cards? Generally they are, yeah. Um, that's a general way to think about it, but, but not always. Um, for instance, there is, you know, a, you know, one of the mythics is a 3-4 flying creature that has this amazing ability, but one of the commons says destroy target creature. So, for as great as that card is, it can be taken away by common. Okay, so do I, I've done this draft, I've, I've picked all my cards, do I just play with all of them? No, uh, you have to limit it to 40 cards or, or more, you can play with more, but the advantage uh, is not in your favor if you do that. Um, I'm not gonna be able to break it down nearly as well as other people can, the mathematics behind why, but you're gonna have to just understand that in most scenarios, I'll say 99, or percent or more of the scenarios, yeah. playing with 40 cards is going to be what you want to do. I, I didn't even ask, uh, how do you even win a game of Magic? What's the goal? Well, the main object is to kill the opposing wizard or wizardess. Ah, or the wizard! Yeah. And uh, by doing that, you, you both start with 20 life, and whoever gets to zero or gets the other person to zero first, wins or loses. The other way is to deck yourself, which means to run out of cards. And if you go to draw a card and there are no cards left in your deck, you lose. However, there are other cards that say other things that allow you to win the game in other ways. But generally speaking, that's the way you win. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so now I've noticed a lot of these cards say like creature on them. I know what creatures are. What are these other ones say land, sorcery, instant, artifact, enchantment. What is, are those different types of creatures? Right, so there are many different types of cards. Um, lands are what are going to be your resources and what they call mana. It is how you cast your other spells. And so as your being a spellcaster, you have these resources at your ability, which we'll call lands. 
And in order to cast spells, you have to use these resources to cast the spells. They replenish themselves every turn. Um, every turn is made up of different um, phases that you go through. And one of the phases is to untap all of your lands so that you can reuse them again. Yeah, like from other games I've played, you probably have a phase where you get to attack your opponent. Yep, exactly. My favorite part. That's, that's one of the funnest parts. Difficult, really difficult. Okay, so then what are these instant sorcery, artifact, enchantment? These are some other ones I saw. What are those? Right, so creatures, we could, we could break it down uh, each type of card if you'd like. So creatures are more or less what they sound like. They are things that once you put them on the board, they're called permanents. They stay there. They interact as a defense or offense for you. They dictate. They do what you, what you say. Um, and they might have an ability that comes along with them. For instance, they might be flying or they might have a lifelink, which gives them the ability to gain life uh, when they deal damage. Um, they have an offense and a defense. Uh, their offense is the first number you see. The defense is the second number you see. Um, that's a very general breakdown of creature cards. Then you have sorceries and instants, which are spells that can be played. Um, sorceries can only be played on your turn, um, and they have to be played during one of your main phases. They can't be played at any time, like an instant. An instant oh. is kind of what it sounds like being played during your turn or another person's turn or during oh. any phase. Uh, artifacts can be difficult because some of them are creatures as well, but more or less they are permanents that stay on the board that also have abilities or affect the board in some way. Similarly to enchantments, which uh, stay on the board or can affect a specific type of creature, um, well, and, and uh, then they stay on the board as well and do other things once they're on the board. Cool. That's about, that's half my questions already. I'm, I feel like I'm learning a lot. Thanks for taking the time to teach me this, Sean. My pleasure. Maybe sometime I can uh, teach you how to uh, surfboard. Oh, I have a couple other ideas that you could teach me if you wanted. Okay. Do you want to learn how to play the organ? Uh, I was thinking about stage diving. Stage diving, sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, preferably somewhere where we can climb up some rafters first. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. Um, so you said I play lands. I'm a little confused. They're in my deck. Most games I play, I just every turn, it's like I get another land automatically. You're saying that's not the way this works. Like, I don't just get a land every turn. No, one of the true, true joys of magic is, is that you have to oh. go through the the yeah. not having or having too much um yeah. so um yeah it's when you draw you start your game you start with seven cards and generally you want to have anywhere between two and five lands um five is a little too much i think but generally speaking and um every turn you can put one land in play okay um, so as the game moves forward, generally the lands tend to build up, but as you can also imagine, 
um, unless you're drawing additional cards. If you're only drawing one card per turn and you're putting a land in play every turn and playing a card, you're going to be running out of cards rather quickly. So I can't turn my lands into something. It's not like they have dual purpose where they can be a land or a creature. Not most of the time. However, there are some lands that do have abilities that allow them to turn into other things. I know. Ah, yeah. So that is one of the things about magic. For every rule, there's there's generally something that will break it. Okay. Um, do I have to draft my lands then? No, you will always have access to an infinite, an infinite amount of, of lands. Okay. Yeah, so speaking of lands, is, is that the colors? I noticed the, there's like five colors of d different cards. Are they like five different like kings and queens who r rule the realm or something like that? I am not a huge buff on the actual lore, but I can tell you this. When I learned the game, which was many eons ago, the whole reason why I loved the game was because of the five color idea. Um, and the way that it was explained to me was that um, there are the five colors and each of them have a neighbor, which is someone that they get along with and that they don't really fight too much with, meaning that their cards didn't um, combat each other as heavily as the ones that were directly across from them. So allies, the, they're allies. Yeah, if you look at the back of a magic card, there's you know, you can look at the card, the two colors that are straight across from each other. Um, and those are generally the enemies of the color. And the, other than that, um, nowadays, the color pairs have a lot more meanings. There are meanings for the two colors. There's a guild for every two color set. And then there is a guild for three color sets as well. Oh, is there like a best color that I should play? Should I just play all the colors or what's the point of colors? So I think when you're starting off, there, there's no need to think about there being a best color. I think over time, you'll definitely figure out what color you like to play the best because different colors tend to be aggressive or persuasive or denying or... Um, they just each have their own flavor. And then when you mix them with other cards, they kind of take on another flavor. So you kind of come up with your own thing that you really like to do, and that will probably be your favorite color most of the time. Black, it tattooed all I'd seen. Yeah, just, just like that. Okay. I would see so, you being into Golgari, probably. Uh, so... I have to, uh, I just play the car, the color that I like the most. So then do the, the lands, how does that work? I have to pick the lands then that go with the color? Right, so let's, let's pretend like, you know, you're drafting and you decided that you were gonna, end, or you ended up in a red and white deck. Okay. You had 40 cards. So I only drafted red and white cards. Those are the only cards I took. Let's say you drafted a few green and a few black cards too. But okay. majority, 40, 40 of them, let's say, not uh, you know enough to make your deck. Well, not 40 because you're going to have lands, excuse me. 23 of them. Okay, so I'll play 23 cards that I actually draft. Right. Okay. Uh, of what are your, 
what your draft is, what, 30 cards normally? Yeah, I think I think I get even more than that. So what yeah. I get like three packs worth. So I must get close to 40 cards or something like that. Pretty close. Yeah, I can't remember now. It must be 40 actually. It must okay. be 40. Yeah. So you're gonna have to choose about half, little 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 more than half of those cards and then make a deck out of it. Um so, so I'm gonna, white and red in this case. Right, just for arguments. And what what is that called? You said every two color combination has a name. That one would be called Boros. And it's okay. generally quite aggressive. Okay. And then this set is made up of would be made up of humans, um, or you could also be doing a discipling deck, which would be pretty good for you. Okay. Well, I do have some questions about this set in particular, but before we go there, so do I just? I, I've done some things like drafts with other card games, like in Hearthstone, I've done these things that are kind of like drafts. Um, I think they call it the arena and then you guys stole it from us, but that's fine. Um, so do I just kind of like take whatever the first card I took, since it's probably powerful, do I just make sure every other card I take goes well with it? That's a great question. Um, so there's a lot of theory out there that you could go and read again that would be better than me trying to break down exactly how you should do it but i think generally speaking you should you, for your first in this set for the first three four or five picks you should take the most powerful card in the set regardless of what color it is commons and mythics yeah and and then it, so well and the, well, there's and there's tier lists out there I've found on the internet. I can go and find the tier list from yeah. all sorts of people. Like Deathsea has one, and Ben right. Stark has one. Everybody has their tier list of the most popular cards. So I can just look those up. Right, and if you're gonna do that, I, which is fine, I totally think you should. I would also watch to see what their style of play is, because one thing that I learned the hard way is that. I don't play like a lot of these guys play and it's not beneficial for me to learn how they draft. Well, I, the reason I got into magic is because I used to watch a death Sea draft this, uh, what I've heard is the greatest uh, magic archetype of all time, this deck called clear the mind. And I wrote right. a couple songs about it uh, with the ukulele. Right. Please, please don't, I don't want to hear it now, but um, maybe later after we could hear it. Sure, maybe we could do a draft together and you could show me how to do this. We could lay, lay, lay it up. Okay, that's a deal. Okay, so two questions. Do you hear my these little chickens in the room? Jeff's letting me live with them right now, so I call them my little chickens. I get to pet them every day. That's so nice. I got stuck in Minnesota during this whole COVID thing. Oh. And then I didn't know what to do. And then I saw Jeff Cleave had a tattoo of the Pearl Jam Alive guy. Yeah. And I'm like, my people. And so... We've been hanging out. How did you out. find his tattoo, though? That's not, I don't want to know, actually. Okay, so. Oh, so, okay. Um, so, yeah, any really quick. You said 23 cards that I pick I should put in my deck. And I know there's all these different things like creatures, sorceries, instants, artifacts, enchantments. So, like, how many of each? What do I, how do I know, like, what am, am I supposed to take a bunch of artifacts? Are they the, you know. Right. So, again. 23 cards, so. The normally the the answer there would be you really want to make sure you have enough creatures um you want to use the other cards for support okay um, so creatures are important so how many out of the 23 cards should be creatures yeah generally speaking i would say probably 14 um 15 
somewhere okay. in there. But uh, again, depending on your style of play and what cards are being drawn. And in this set especially, that is not always a way to judge your deck. So okay. the other thing that you need to consider is what it is that you're trying to do, how it is that you plan on winning. Um, so always have that in mind as you're moving through the draft. I'm just going to win by, uh, I'm going to spin, spin, spin the black circle. <laughs> so, okay, so I put these things in my deck. Now, Jeff's a, Jeff won't stop talking about how he has a degree in statistics, and every day he's teaching me about different curves and different types of bell curves and stuff like that and yeah, yeah. different d distribution curves. Yeah. But one thing I'm wondering about is if some of these creatures are going to cost me like three lands and some will cost me five lands, should I like have a curve of creatures? So like not everything is a three where it's kind of like evenly distributed across all the different numbers. How does that work? Like what is, for example, where do I want my curve to peak? Do I want to have like a lot of five drops more than anything? Five drops, I'm already using the terminology because Jeff <laughs> is telling me we call them all drippy drops here in Magic Land. Yes, um, so you do. You do want to have a good curve. Um, Again, the, the type of deck you're playing will kind of dictate whether it wants to be a higher curve or a lower curve. I think a general way of thinking about it is that aggressive decks will have a lower curve, maybe maximizing at four or one to five drop, right? M mainly. Yep, five uh, drop, magic talk. Three drops. Two drop, three drop. Right, boom, ping. Uh, where okay. mid-range decks will probably have a couple five, maybe a six, maybe a couple five and sixes, and then your um, stalemate decks where you're, you're holding them off till the end, those tend to want to have a few more of the higher-end drops. Okay. I think this helps. Again, it's not like I'm new to games, so I kind of understand what you're throwing at me here. I just got to get used to the cards now and how this plays out in the mechanics. But do you have any really quick just really high level pointers for Akoria. I hear this set's really complicated, so I'm a little intimidated to get in here. Is there like a strategy that's a little easier to play? You think I should start off by trying or what should I do here? Um, so I, I think that it's a really hard set to start with, but that's okay, you can do it. Um, I think that uh, if, if I were to advise you, I would stick with mutate creatures because I think it's a little bit easier to play. Um, okay. Although it can be really difficult to decide when to put one down or when to, when to mutate or when not to mutate. So maybe I take that back. I think any time you can play um, um, something where you're staying in the, color, in the color pairs. So don't try to stretch yourself to three colors maybe or okay. four or five but stay in a color pair and just kind of do what it wants to do for instance in red blue spells you really just want spells and creatures that um, benefit from the spells and those will be obvious to you there's a few of them um, that will benefit from you having just using spells okay well then let's run down the list really quick so i'm looking at the color pairs here on the back of a magic card so then you also have a black white what does that do in this set so black white uh there's a couple ways you can play that but i think that the best way to play black white is probably humans um their signpost human uh is a two three human that allows you to 
just basically destroy creatures that are in somebody's graveyard and get a, okay. another creature for it. Um, okay, so those two colors I would be trying to build around the human theme. What about so. uh, green? It looks like green and uh, blue is a color pair. What, what am I going to be doing there? There More humans? Is that other types of humans? No, not set color pair. I would stick to mutating and trying to find things that mutate or okay. benefit from you mutating. Okay. And then, so what else is there here? It looks like there's a uh, red and white. We talked about that earlier, right? You said it's called Boros. Yeah, and that one I would stick to cycling as your focus. So any card with cycling will really benefit you there and, and a removal. Okay. All right. I th I th am I forgetting one? Um, oh, green and black. You said that's what I would like. Yeah, this is, sets a little bit difficult to play it, but it's it's called Graveyard Recursion. Um, there's some cards that put things in your graveyard and there are other things that pull them out and you can do that a little bit easier than other people and kind of benefit from it. I can touch sheets of clay. And then they also have pretty awesome mutate creatures. Okay, cool. Well, I'm pumped. I'm gonna get into magic and then um, I'm gonna buy a bunch of boxes. You wanna open some boxes with me over Jeff's house and then we can all go uh, surfing together on Lake Minnetonka. That sounds great. The only thing is, Eddie, that I keep all of the packs that I open just personal preference. <laughs> all right. Well, Sean, it was really good meeting you. I'm going to go tell Jeff he can come back in now, okay? It was a pleasure. Uh, hopefully we'll get to hear from you again. Yeah. Wow. Aloha. All right. Hey, Jeff, I'm done in here. Yep. I don't know why he does this to me. All right, see you, Eddie. I got to tell you about a stats joke later. It's stats hilarious. Yeah. What up, Sean? Hey, that was great. What Thanks. up? You got to talk to Eddie. Yeah. He doesn't garden, by the way. He's so lazy. Yeah, he's a little wafy, I think. Yes. And All right. Well, that was good. Doesn't get stats either. Yeah, that no. was good. Thanks for doing that. I really appreciate it. So, um, shout out artist of the week, Sean. I think it's your turn because last week I shouted out uh, limited level ups. Do you have one this week? Anybody? I always have one ready. He's Don't got one ready to go. Attention. By the way, I really liked your songs last week. Probably a couple times you've put out songs I've liked more than any other time. So you keep up in yourself. But last time you did it again. My favorite songs yet. Wow. I go back in history and you get happier and happier with my stuff. It's funny. You made those a while ago? Those are probably at least five years old. Oh, he opened up the Prince Vault. That's just a peak. That's just a tiny peak. Uh, so you wanted me to go with an artist. Yeah, who, you know, an artist on a card or another podcast. You can shout out Matt Waldman again since you won't give up your fantasy football. I'm so glad you're not torn between magic and fantasy football drafts right now, since obviously football's not good. Sorry, I don't want to upset anybody. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Uh, let's see. On that note, I'll, I'll just shout my brother out. He deserves oh. it. He deserves it more, more than anybody I know, actually. Um, I wish that he would put more of it out into the world, but um, when he does, man, it's 
pretty ridiculous. I got a good one for next time too. Um, one of my old neighbors. Okay, I gotta go, but I miss okay. you. I love you, and I hope that you're doing okay and your family's okay. And that goes for it. That's that's just straight out to everybody. Sounds good and be good. Bye bye. All right, see you, Sean.